to The End Call, conversations with men in the sex industry where we talk the business of pleasure. This podcast is brought to you by the nation's only program for men in the sex industry, Hook Online, found at hookonline.com. It's made possible through the generosity of Hook volunteers and program supporter rentboy.com. Tonight, I have with me an extraordinary panel of working men to talk about today's headlines. They include Mike Cruz, a West Village-based escort who travels extensively and truly loves his work. Do you love your work, Mike? I do. Mike it does shows. Shows. <laughs> We have Chase Cox, who makes smut and fucks butts. Uh, say hi, Chase. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we have Leo Sweetwood, who is the funniest gay in porn. Tell us a joke. <laughs> do like knock knock jokes. Like... <laughs> Alright, now do a knock knock joke. <laughs> that is Connor McGuire, uh, who uh, is. I fight crime at night. <laughs> who fights crime at night. I'm your host, Hawk Kincaid, and uh, one of the things that I found most fascinating this week, just to get everything started, was an article uh, that was posted on Queerty, and it says everything you know about great sex partners is wrong. And one of the things that sort of comes from this article, and I think it's great, is, uh, well, I think it's great because, you know, I'm, I'm me and, and I get a little intimidated by the beautiful bodies here in the room. None of you on the radio can see it, but if you could, it's quite stunning. And uh, so it found that the sperm of conventionally attractive men didn't quite measure up to the swimmers of the more average run-of-the-mill guys. So I'd be curious to hear what you guys think about that. Do you think steroids have a big part <coughs> in that? I would think some type of substances, like... Yeah. Uh, There's no one super built guy that I know that's not 100% natural. Yeah, he's doing some type of pro-hormone or booster ugly or something. Ugly people, sperm, ugly sperm is like ugly people. They have to work harder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. the same rule that applies. So those babies, if they, you know, if they want to... Yeah, there's obviously still a lot of ugly people in the world. So. <laughs> yeah. Oscar Wilde said it. Ugly love is beautiful. Let's not discount it. Ugly, ugly, love, ugly love has produced a lot of very beautiful children. Well, so no, I I'm just saying that's ugly people, when they have sex, they, they're pleasers. They, you know, they have to do something to keep you coming back. And I think yeah. so. The sperm is over, they're overachievers. Well, they like, know if they're you ever have a, like, a fat girl give you a blowjob or something like that, I feel like they appreciate it. Yeah, and they're, they're they more uh, more eager to do well, yeah, it. Yeah, like, you know, that's the reason, like, the football jock went to, like, the funny fat girl at school, because, like, that's the weird. girlfriend who was the head cheerleader yeah, She does a lot of raunchier Sunday. stuff, that's yeah. the thing, yeah. Or the girl with the lazy eye, you know. Like. So, well, yeah, so the attractive people don't have to try. <laughs> okay, so that brings me to one of yeah, the second that's findings. That's a do-over. This is, this is the second finding that, that I think actually ties into this, not so, not, so, uh, not so foreign to it, is that computer nerds make the best lovers. So the UK, uh, in the UK, UK always the source of these studies, by the way. I don't know why. They're, they're pretty unique, though. <laughs> they are deeply fascinated by the obscurities of of, of people's sexual lives and they listed uh, they did a survey of about 2,000 men and women uh, in the UK and it listed IT nerds at the top of the list of the lovers occupations so in other words that computer nerds the ones who sit at the computers and the keyboards they make the best lovers so is this because they're working harder? Um, they have a lot more energy you know because they're probably sitting around a lot of the day and they're all eager maybe they're watching porn a lot more oh yeah they're was- checking out all the freaky stuff like, a yeah. lot of nerds, especially like twink nerds, what I found out, they're all like super hung. A lot I of. I don't know yeah. if like nerdy guys like if that's like a trait where they just have a like, big really dick. skinny dorky guys usually have heat. like Seamus yeah. O'Reilly is like oh yeah it's massive it's like a leg in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the most innocent looking character like a hundred pound ginger maybe five five, five foot four. 
Well, it says, it says one thing that they do they do find among the computer nerds is that they like to play with more gadgets, right? Love gadgets. So uh, that might be. Do you think that's any any truth in that? Um, yeah. I don't know, like I don't really get into like the whole toys. Like I've done it for like scenes and stuff like that. But like on a personal level, like I don't know if it's just coming from like a porn background. But like when I get into my personal life, I don't like to use like There's crazy no stuff. So I have to show I have to show you guys this. Uh, there's a photo. Uh, if you uh, check out our site, you'll you'll be able to see a photo. There's a there's a new product that entered the world called the Handy, what? and it's the, wow. so this this sort of brings me to the toys thing that I think that is, is one of my favorite things, and it is the world's first glove to help men play with themselves. It includes Ooh. it includes a lubricating a self lubricating system and a vibrating epic. function. Is it holding a butt plug? Yes. So it no, I think you're supposed to put I think you put your penis in there. I think you're supposed to put yeah, I think you're supposed to put your Oh my gosh. So I have to I had so this 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 I I adore. Um how many of you would try it? I would try it. I would try it. But in like it just looks like it has a lot of like creases and stuff like that. So I like I'm wondering how hard it is to clean. Well it self lubricates, right? Yeah. It looks like like um I don't know an Iron it's, Man it has a long list of Why is it reds? <laughs> um, in case you want to put it somewhere special, you know the color red. Um, it's kind of it's pink bits. Yeah. It matches your pink bits. Yeah. <laughs> but I want it. What are the little like? There's like squares and different shapes. Like, is that for like those, traction? Those are the part that release the lube, I think. Oh, those. Yeah. You no, know, there's like stuff on the fingers. Yeah, I don't know what. That it was. looks like a robot. You know, to talk to your comment about toys, and I, I think it's kind of part of the industry in a way. Mm -hmm. And I never would have, like, gotten that into toys if I hadn't actually been introduced to it by a lot of clients. And. I feel like, you know, it's kind of like definitely in my kit now, like mm. a lot of different toys. So I would totally try this. Mm. Looks interesting. Do you, and, have, do you guys it's have cool to have something like unique too. Like guys will be like, yeah, oh yeah. my God, you have this thing. Wow. Like let's, but I don't know if I want to try it on else's, I don't know, personal mm. hand jacket. Like I don't want to use someone else's like, mm. well, there's, um, there's some really cool toys out there. Like, um, there's one I like to use on other people, not so much myself, but there's this like mechanical dildo and it zaps different nerve endings inside the person's body. Oh my God. And they could feel like all these different things are happening to them. It's oh. kind of cool. And I have like this big switchboard. Chase is <laughs> like, 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 DJ their body. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can Chase is shaking his head. So, so, so Chase, are you feeling on toys? I don't have any experience with them. Luckily I have certain attributes that allow me to shut it down and say no well changing subject um, an interesting article also came out in the last uh, few days here one that talks about the most often cited statistic uh, around people who work in the industry uh, for years a lot of people who are talking about issues around trafficking you were talking you know trafficking is real but when they're often talking about people who work within the industry they sort of throw around this number that many people who are starting in the industry and, and, and this statistic comes from sort of a little bit of an obscure source um, and, and a source that specifically was related to a study on youth uh, working in the industry uh, back in 2000 and uh, I want to say around 2001 um, and it was pretty much geared to uh, say that people who work within the industry start between the ages of 12 and 13, 12 and 13 years old. So I'm curious Maybe what you guys... Maybe in 80 or something, but... <laughs> yeah. Like I know Thailand. it's big in India, yeah, like in you start countries, very, very young. Sure. Yeah. In the 
developing countries, the poor countries there. Yeah. How does that make you feel though? Like, I mean, that, that's obviously, uh, I, I've never met anybody who, you know, wasn't an adult. It doesn't, none, none of the, none of the conversations around the age, um, talk about, uh, adults who choose it as an, as an, as an older adult to choose it as a, as a, as a legal adult. Um, how does that make you feel? Like, how does that, how does that issue sort of? Well, there, I mean, it's two very different topics. I mean, that's obviously like child slavery, you know, and like sex slavery as opposed to an adult making a decision in their own life, like, I want to do this. And so, you know, while at the same time they are both sex under the, the aegis of sex work, but, you know, is it sex work? I mean, who's being paid for that? Like, some hideous <coughs> pimp, like, none of us here have pimps, yeah. although we have maybe that fantasy, but, <laughs> um, except for you, red boy. <laughs> but you know yeah I mean I think it's to even kind of like for us to have that conversation like I don't know about child trafficking well, it's like when in like I remember when I was like 13 or 14 that's when I was like exploring puberty you know and I was like learning what like oh if you use lubricant or you lose use your lotion or shampoo on this area during the bathroom yeah. it's fun mm-hmm. like I got my first blowjob like it 16 and then I lost my virginity at 18 but most of my friends like my ex lost his virginity at 10 um, so like I can't say like his when he start his, yeah, well, yeah he bought him and um like at 10 so I don't know like maybe a lot of people were experiences to different things when they were younger like mm-hmm. if a 10 year old really kind of messes around with a 10 year old like obviously it's wrong but like it's also sorry yeah. children with children is a little different but, yeah. the, but the industry like the, no, didn't really, the industry didn't occur to me it didn't really even it wasn't part of my conversation I, I wouldn't think about it but I'm also wondering like maybe, maybe a kid like a runaway people, or something yeah. like that like he's trying to make ends meet or something and well, and that's where that's actually the problem is that the data comes from those kind, of, essentially, really, yeah. really serious situations of runaway kids and kids who are part of different programs. But it doesn't really. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that's yeah. really escorting. That's kind of that, like a kid trying to that's like street walking is a little different. Yeah, yeah. if you're a child and you're escorting on a website, yeah. you'll find out about you, that pretty yeah. quick. You know, a lot of yeah, websites are really good about that. Yeah. And then friends of mine who look really young get bothered yeah. all the time. Especially like age, so. hypothetically, if you go to like like kind of the trashier sites like Backpage or Craigslist or like that, those are really good about just getting stuff off of there. Yeah. So I don't think it's... Yeah, I mean... It's the streetwalkers that you have to look yeah, out for. Yeah, people who are taking it seriously and actually looking to like really supply like a service as opposed to... Making it... Yeah, like just trying to survive. It's important to note that a recent article brought up a study done some time ago, uh, moving to a little bit older and... Uh, adult population, uh, 6%, according to this article that came out uh, recently about this uh, woman who was working, uh, it's, out of, it's out of the UK, who's working in the business, uh, that 6% of students uh, in universities in the UK, according to, I believe it's a Welsh study, uh, are working in the industry in order to supplement their supplement their college income. So I'm curious, how many of you have come across students? Like, was that, did you guys work in school? I'm a student. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a student. Yeah, I was, I was doing porn while I was in college, yeah, so sense what what introduced you to the business during that time uh, uh, it's, I think it's one it's easy money Two, you can go to class and you can kind of basically make your own hours mm-hmm. um, I can do classes in the morning and, and see a client for like an overnight or do an hour or two or whatever but it kind of like for students it's really good because the clientele that I see is like usually older Caucasian and they kind of usually want I guess like a kind of for me just like the all-american boy look and then 
kind of a student thing, so it kind of goes play to play. And then you also can kind of work in, in just student-wise, with like the sugar daddy aspect, where like, hey, I need books, hey, I need this, hey, I need this, and it kind of plays into all one kind of, for me, it's good. I'm fascinated by the fact that people have told this lie for the longest. I'm in college. I do it to go to school. And I guess now people actually are going to school and the lie has turned into a truth. So I'm bravo for that. But that's been um, a crutch that people have used for the longest time. Um, See, I don't know. I mean, I I certainly, uh, I worked through college. Like, I certainly had periods of college, and that was to supplement, you know, um, um, books, cost of going to a private school, uh, working internships, all this stuff, you know, unpaid internships. uh, That to be a student these days is a pretty expensive, like, most people will leave college with $50,000 to $60,000 in debt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, the Belle de Jour, uh, the the woman who was, who popularly came out, uh, you know, as a, as a worker out of Duke, you know, she, she said basically like, why wouldn't I like what other, you know, this seems like a very reasonable way for me to make money. I don't really have the same stigma around it. Um, why not do it? And there's a great article that also came out and I want to bring this guy up cause I don't think he got a lot of press, but he was a Columbia escort. So he's out of New York, um, or was, I assume he's still, this was from last year, but he talked about working with women clients that he was a, a very popular guy with women clients and, and that he is, his girlfriend was when, was in the industry. Huh. So it's a pretty interesting sort of change. Mike, did you did you work while you were in school? I or? did not, no. I mean, I, I came to this after, way after lots of student loan debt. <laughs> um, and, you know, I have to say I'm like, I'm, well, I am using my working earnings to pay off my student loans and, um, yeah. So I, but I've, I met a lot of guys who have been students and they seem to like, what's interesting about it is they seem to be really healthy. They have seem to have a really like healthy kind of business plan for themselves, which is that I'm doing this for, you know, like I ha- I have a goal and this is what I'm using my money for, which is like so many times you hear about escorts who, you know, put all their money up their nose or, yeah. um, you know, squander their earnings. So I think it's actually a pretty healthy like way to look at um, getting your degree and getting you know doing what you really want to do in life. I mean, I am doing what I want to do in life now, and it has nothing to do with my degree. <laughs> well, perfect. I'd, but, like to, I'd like to come back to that. We're going to yeah. take a quick break, and we're going to come oh, back on that topic. Uh, we'll come back. Hold that thought. Uh, hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to The In Call, conversations with men in the sex industry where we talk the business of pleasure. Uh, I'm here with Mike Cruz, Chase Cox, Leo Sweetwood, and Connor McGuire. Uh, we, before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, essentially college as a, as, a, as a means to an end. So some people who are starting college are working in college, uh, 6% according to this Welsh study. And I was kind of curious, uh, uh, first of all, Leo, like, what, what's your plan? Like, what, are you, what are you looking to do? Um, well, right now I'm studying uh, marketing, but I think I moved from Texas to New York, one, just because I've always wanted to live in, like, the big city, and at, like, 21 years old, it's, like, kind of amazing that I can do that, and this industry has been very good to me, um, and the porn industry has been very, very good to me, so I think if you see, you have to have kind of an abstract mind to it, where you can't see... I guess just love and sex you have to see the levels of intimacy and all the emotions that go in between it and if you can differentiate between all of those it's a great I guess 
kind of job and you can you can make it into a career. I don't know if I want to make it into a full career, but right now I would like to stay in the industry as long as I can. But I think if you are able to get into this industry and have the right mindset, it can be very beneficial to you and like your future. And you don't have to go to your parents and ask for, hey, mom and dad, I need you to put X amount of money, money on my card because I have to do this, this, and this. And especially if you don't have that, that's another, it just sucks. Like I'd want to make my own money versus having to go for parents for books, mm -hmm. tuition, et cetera. But how many of you started in the business with a plan? Like a plan that this is what I was going to do and this is what, this is for how long I want to be there. This is crazy. I, um, I always hung out with college kids when I was in middle school and high school. So I've always heard stories about, um, different, uh, gay guys who dated, uh, rich doctors and traveled all over the world. And it was just something that I aspired to be. And they always say that no one grows up uh, wanting to be a hooker or a porn star, but some people do. <laughs> and I guarantee you there's a ton of people uh, back in Minnesota who will tell you, yeah, he's been talking about that um, since he was a teenager. So there's people <laughs> who are not surprised. I had, that's actually funny, because in my time capsule, like one of my friends wrote me a note and apparently I talked about being a porn star in middle school. And so one of my friends wrote me and like, I got the time capsule back was like, I think like eight years or six year time capsule or whatever. And so they sent it back to me. They're like, oh, I hope if you ever become a porn star, like you talked about blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I really talked about that when I was in middle school? I guess it's like what some girls like want to be the playgirl. Yeah, it's, a it's lot not, of girls yeah, it's, it's not, I think boy, yeah. if you can look at escorting and porn in a different light and it's not like the download dirty thing a lot of people assume it is and you can kind of, I guess, turn it into kind of this almost prestigious thing mm -hmm. a lot of people are gonna cut like cut you down like oh he's a hooker blah 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 but people that hire escorts don't hire like the $60 prostitute they have where well, they want an experience and intimacy and basically work as convenience mm -hmm. so Connor do, do, do you Let's think that so. yeah <laughs> do you think that the celebrity nature of the business is one of the things that propels you forward to stay in the business um uh, it, it became that later on. Um, <clears throat> I didn't originally, you know, I'm done with college now. I did do it just for college, um, started porn, but the celebrity nature of it makes it a lot more fun. Um, getting to go to like larger parties and, uh, you know, getting treated like a celebrity is always, you know, always great. And getting paid for it. Getting paid, yeah. <laughs> getting paid. Getting paid to go to parties. I love you that. Know, people rushing up for your autograph. And stuff. It's, always, <laughs> it's always something you think about as a kid. Like that would be cool. Do you think that's different uh, between like straight porn and gay porn? Do you think that in gay porn there there is more of a more of a celebrity bent to, to guys who work in the business? Uh, definitely. Yeah, they. I don't. I don't think uh, uh, in straight porn. I don't think they get put on quite the same. Uh, at least not the pedestal. guys. The guys not at all. Yeah. The girls like Jesse Jane and yeah. like Katie Morgan, um, Jenna Jameson. Like they're all on a pedestal, and they're not considered like sluts. I, I wouldn't even consider them whores. They're like. Oh, she's a really hot girl, and you can see her have sex on this she's website. Star, yeah, yeah. Or Jenny McCarthy, she's super. Famous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasha Gray. Oh, Sasha Gray, yeah. yeah, she's in the I don't know any of these people. <laughs> 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 so we, we know Chase is not watching the straight porn. Well, I, I will. I will say this. Though. <laughs> do you watch reality TV? <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this. So if you do, if you do it the right way, um, at least for me, like my family, uh, they all respect it, and they they know what I do. Um, you know, like when I travel, if I leave the country, I send everyone my flight itinerary because I'm always worried that the plane's going to go down in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And so 
it's you know it's to the point where my siblings and my parents they've all said to me separately uh, do you think there's a market for somebody my age like my mother asked me that when she was in her mid-50s and I said I'm sure there's a market for everyone but I mean I don't think she was you know serious serious about it but she was just kind of commenting like well damn you sure do travel a lot <laughs> what about you everyone oh I think everyone kind of like secretly wants to be desired oh you think i'm hot enough to like pay for it thank you but do you think that makes a a a challenge to sort of think about how long you're going to be in the industry or to to plan for it um i wouldn't plan a super longevity it's like people in the music industry a lot of them don't stay unless they can reinvent and recreate themselves um unfortunately and it's going to sound so bad that i'm saying this like a famous porn star and a famous drag queen is like kind of being rich monopoly like in the real world it doesn't really matter and it's it's kind of sad to say but like no one really if you're straight no one really knows porn stars for that matter and the real world no one really knows gay people for gay porn stars for that like in the gay community i think we kind of like know a little bit about it but i think i would always have a second step to go on like the way Jenna Jameson, where she kind of like branded it and she came out with a fragrance and a book and she sold her web company and then she came out with she's a reality TV out. series. Yeah, she's crazy. She's amazing. But she reinvented her. Oh, she's poor now? What? I thought she married someone rich. He beat her. They're not together anymore. But she got a divorce settlement. I, I saw her on uh, Oprah. Like, so. she, was, uh, she doesn't even have custody of the kids. Um, well, that, I think that's also substance problems. Yeah, I'm sure well, there was well, a little so, bit, uh, so let, let me ask, like, what is a success story? Like, who's got a success story that you... Want? I would say Sasha Gray. She's really good. I think she started acting. Um, um, Sebastian Keys. He's my age, um, and he's now, like, one of the head directors at Kink.com and one yeah. of the web like editors they, and they stuff. And he's 24, yeah. Behind the camera, you too. Know, yeah. Do you think they have to stay within the adult industry? Like, is that once you become so public that you have to stay within the adult industry? No, because I mean, like, Ron Jeremy did. Um, he was in Boondock like, Saints. Yeah, so yeah. real life. Um, who's the other one? TV. Channing Tatum did a, a couple gay porns way back in the day. Well, even Sylvester Stallone did now. a softcore gay porn. Simon Rex. No, yeah, that's Simon Rex, story. yeah, Dirt Nasty, the rapper, Simon Rex. What so. about Aiden Shaw? So Aiden Shaw is somebody who, for example, was in the business for a long time and then moved on to a modeling career, but he had a long lapse. Like, he had a long lapse between um, the time of doing, doing working in the business and then sort of getting into modeling. Well, I think well, you have to kind of yeah. get rid of a name and then create a Kinda, kind of new one, or yeah. at least a new image. Or at least you, you have to die. To you have to focus porn. on <laughs> something, too. But uh, Jackie Chan did porn. He started out in porn as well. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Why you, well, like, think of, like, the way The Rock went. He went from The Rock, and now he's trying to go with a serious yeah. acting career, so it's on, like, Dwayne Johnson. But people look at him as He's the always going to be The Rock. But he's yeah. always going to be known as The Rock, but yeah. he's trying to create and build an yeah. image. Well, yeah, like, we'll never look at Pamela Anderson as anything but a porn star. <laughs> what, 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 about, what about you, Mike? What's, well, your, what's your trajectory? Little, yeah, my trajectory is really, like, as little celebrity as possible, frankly, because I think there's a lot of hidden really successful escorts out there. And I know, I actually happen to know, and I, you actually advertise a lot of guys in New York and around the world who are like well into their 50s, oh, right? Yeah. And like, and then there's a lot of guys who just don't even have to advertise anymore at all. Yeah. You know, like that's like the unseen success stories. And, and I would say that that is, if I were to continue in the next like 10, 15 years, that's, that's where I would be going with it. I mean, I, have a, I had a whole career previous career as a architect 
you know, and I got into this because I'm just a horny fucker. <laughs> and, and I like to, like, you know, be around people yeah. more and, and have interactions with people, um, not, like, worrying about window mullions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, for me, like, this is a great, like... All my friends call it like the best midlife crisis they've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> and uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the next ten or fifteen years? But but I think that, like I said, there's a lot of amazing success success stories out there that we don't know about. Interesting. Well, um, I just realized when I signed in on Renboy today that it tells you how long you've been a member. It's been ten years for me. I mean, oh, wow. yeah, I'm still only twenty three, but we, we, we can figure that out later. He's that thirteen year old boy that was started so young. Yes. Oh my God. But I guess that's I guess that's no, longevity. No, no, no. <laughs> He's what we've been talking well, about. I think there, time. there's <laughs> also like a difference between success and fame. Like you can be super famous and not successful. Not actually successful. Maybe yeah. super successful and no one knows your name. Which is yeah. Yeah. So so Connor, what's your what's your plan? Uh, my plan now? Um, well, right now, I mean, I'm opening a restaurant, and uh, I'm a landlord. I own, like, an apartment complex and stuff like that, so I'm kind of doing my own thing for that. But uh, porn-wise, I mean, it would be fun to own my own website. I'm trying to get on that eventually, you know, as well. And, Leo, your plan is to... Um, I'm kind of going more towards, like, the entertainer aspect. I have a couple projects that I'm working on, um, potentially. Like, it's going to sound super corny, and I... I I'm... We, we don't mind corny. Yeah, so, we love but I'm actually, st I'm doing a cover of a song and it'll be, it'll be, I'm trying to get with another, a porn company to kind of pick it up and actually do the video for it. So it'd be the, like the first porno music video. So I think it'd be really, really cool. And like, I'm not going to do a, like a Musical corny song, porn but I'm going to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds kind of fun. Like, hey, it's Jeff a Stryker fun did music it. video. <laughs> Who? Jeff Stryker did it. Well, it's also, he's Jeff Stryker. Yeah, well, you're Leo Sweet. Well, I'm not going to create, like, it's just going to be a cover <laughs> of a song I like. It's not going to be, like, super, like, That's cool. this is my original song. But. Yeah, I like the entertainment aspect. Like, basically, I want to kind of do what the RuPaul's Drag Race is doing with drag, and I kind of want to go towards the porn side. So, 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 last question. Is an exit strategy something that, that you thought of when you started the business? Initially, no. Like, initially, when I started the business, I didn't think, um... I had like a preconceived notion of what it was and it's kind of like built upon because you don't realize how big porn is until you're actually in it. But it's also, it's big, but it's also a small community. So I think um, now that I'm in it and I kind of know a little bit about it, I feel I can grow on top of it. So I do, initially I didn't have a plan, but now I do. My exit strategy is to grow my studio and have it become wildly successful and have AEBN buy it up like they've done everything else. <laughs> and uh, I will move to some island and plant trees. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Your exit strategy? Yeah, did, did you start the business with an exit strategy? I did not. And um, I mean, I do have some exit. I have some exit strategies. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Fair enough. What about you, Connor? Uh, exit strategy? Um, thought I just said um <laughs> I guess uh, did, my, did you start the business oh, with well yeah kind of um my exit strategy originally just you know to pay for college and stuff like that but I had one job with my degree and it paid less than porn so that's so sad. <laughs> it's kind of hard to <laughs> there, well and there we have it I'd like to thank the episodes panel uh we have with us uh Connor McGuire um you can catch him at twitter at Connor c-o-n-n-o-r-m triple x so Connor M Triple X, uh, Leo Sweetwood, who is the funniest gay in porn, and you can find him on Twitter at Leo Sweetwood. 
Uh, Chase Cox, you can find him on Twitter as well, Juicy Gigolo. Uh, he, as a reminder, makes smut and fucks butts. That's correct. There we go. Uh, and we have Mike Cruz also on Twitter, uh, Mike Cruz NYC. Um, uh, I'm Hawk Kincaid. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Kincaid. Uh, this program has been brought to you by Hook Online, the nation's only publication and program for men in the sex industry, which brings you articles and interviews, as well as free workshops and classes through Rent University. Learn more at hookonline.com. I'd also like to thank rentboy.com for their support as well as all of you for joining us today. Uh, thank you again to the panel. Uh, they, you guys have been wonderful. Um, got questions or want to share your comment, please reach, reach out to me at Twitter at HawkinCade or by email at HawkinCade at gmail.com. You like this podcast, certainly find us at the iTunes store uh, and uh, subscribe there to our feed. And I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, remember that smart sex sells. This has been The Anchor.